I like to remind my staff, like if we only teach kids how to read, but not how to be good people, that we that we failed. It's really critical that we lean into giving kids that opportunity and kids, if they don't have a school that they feel a sense of belonging with, or they don't feel like they are capable, we know kids shut down. And these days in terms of education, there's so many challenges that and barriers that sometimes get put up in, in obstacles for children. And so knowing that, it's really our responsibility to give them a forum, give them an avenue to do the things that they need to be able to have in order for this to be a long-term uh, success for them. The character of a nation is determined by the character of its people. This simple but profound message is what inspires the Character Plus mission as the longest running evidence-based character education initiative in the country. This Character Plus podcast is designed to be both an educational resource and community forum for teachers, parents, and leaders. Join us for rich conversations on stewarding the next generation. Truly, together, we can build good character values that unlock student potential. Successful school leaders understand that developing successful students occurs when two fundamental requirements are met. The first is a commitment to academic excellence. The second, and equally important, is creating a school culture and climate where students, teachers, and support staff have a voice, feel a strong sense of connection to the school, and know that their competence is valued. Creating school cultures of excellence which by nature grounded in positive character attributes and actions is why school administrators partner with Character Plus. Character Plus helps administrators establish, build, and enhance evidence-based character education frameworks that then allow them as school administrator, teachers, students, and support staff to flourish. And by flourishing, we mean measurable positive academic improvement, and improved culture and climate. Today, we are fortunate to listen in on a conversation between two storied leaders about how the latter impacts the former. They are Dr. Tyler Archer, Nance Elementary School Principal in the St. Louis Public School District, and Nicole Deal, the Director of Programming at Character Plus. Today's podcast is every bit as much a look into why character education matters as it is why Character Plus might be a great partner in making it matter. I don't care who you are as a listener, this conversation speaks to the very healthy and responsible, compassionate future of a nation. Dr. Archer, Nicole, welcome. Thanks for allowing us to have this conversation. Dr. Archer and I go back a bit in our collective understanding of the importance of character education in schools. We also both believe that a leader's commitment to being a school of character means that developing students as people of excellence goes hand in hand with the pursuit of strong academic performance. And before we start, I want to publicly congratulate Dr. Archer and the Nance Elementary community on recently being named a state school of character. We'll go into how that came about through our discussion, but I want everyone listening to know that you've newly been recognized and that this is a big accomplishment for your school. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here, but also I appreciate your um, kind words about our school. It's definitely been a journey during the time I've been the principal here at Nance and it's something that we aspire to be. 
Um, as a school of character, I think it speaks to the commitment and the dedication of our staff, but also uh, really the promise and the the possibility of our children and our and their families and just the work that we do in partnership together each and every day. So, Dr. Archer, why don't you share your education journey and why you've often pointed to character education as a critical characteristic in successful education? I've been with St. Louis Public Schools for 13 years. I've spent my entire career here in um, St. Louis Public. And I think uh, for me, I've really been deeply committed to the work of supporting our children and working with teachers who do tremendous work um, for our students each and every day. I was a teacher in the district. I became an instructional coach, an assistant principal, one of our early childhood centers. And then now I've been the principal. I've had some district leadership roles as well in that time. And one thing that I was drawn into character education primarily was as an assistant principal, I had the opportunity to go through character education, leadership training through UMSL and learn a lot about uh, really the foundations of character education and what it looked like in schools. And for me, it gave a name to some of the things that I believed and felt about leadership and what I knew needed uh, to be true for schools to be successful and for people to not only do well academically, but for us to do the things that we want to talk about doing all the time around supporting children to be well-rounded citizens. And so that was really my first exposure. I had an opportunity as an assistant principal to work deeply with the character education initiative that we had in our building. And then when I became principal, the school that I uh, came to, which was Nance, I had the opportunity to really delve into and think about what does it look like for us to move the school forward. And the 11 principles of character education and that framework became something that I knew I needed to lean into in order for us to make the improvement and the growth we wanted to see for our students. It's interesting to hear you talk about your experiences and the decisions that you faced. It's also cool to hear about the process work specific to character building in general. So as you mentioned, you've been through the Leadership Academy and Character Ed, and you've been part of the Character Plus Way process. Nance has participated in our Equity and Justice Academy, and you've used our consulting services at Character Plus. So how has your work with Character Plus impacted you as a leader and role model? I think first and foremost, it has unlocked a lot of connections to other leaders and other schools and places where um, character education is at the center of the work that they do. And so we've been able to provide opportunities for our staff and myself to meet with and learn from and network with other individuals that have similar values and ideas around what the possibilities of education are. I would say for my teachers in particular who have been through the Teacher Academy, really an opportunity for them to get a chance to expand their knowledge of what it looks like to be a character educator focused instructor and leader within their classrooms. And then they've been able to bring those lessons back to us and to our staff more broadly. But most importantly, I think what the work with Character Plus has done is given us a foundation for ways that we can reflect on constantly improving and getting better. We know that even though we've been recognized as school of character, like this is still very much a journey. We're not perfect by any means. And these are the resources and the learning opportunities that have helped us to continue to be reflective and then make decisions to support our students moving forward. You mentioned having teachers participate in our year-long Teachers Academy in Character Education, which we call TACE. Have you seen positive outcomes from their participation? I know you mentioned, you know, that they're coming back and talking about what they've learned, but what have you noticed about their implementation in the classroom? 
think absolutely we've seen an impact. One of the challenges really with teachers um, in this environment where we're looking for recruiting and, and teacher shortages are really a real concern is how do you develop the people that you have on your team and give them continuous development that will help push them further? Um, teachers are looking for those opportunities. They're seeking out schools that help develop them and help coach them and help lead them. And so for us, the Teacher Academy has been one way that we've been able to take some of our teachers who have the fundamental skills and the commitment to student excellence and opportunity and give them a way to go and develop those skills further. And so what I found for my teachers who participated is they bring a lot of ideas back to their own students first and foremost. We know teachers are the most transformational change agents that you have in a school because they can work you know, diligently every day, um, day by day with students to develop and get them where we want them to go. And so what I've seen is that in those classrooms, there's a high level of engagement, um, the culture is positive, and then even teachers feel a sense of resilience and an ability to address challenges when they arise because they've developed some skills that really promote that autonomy, competence, belonging piece that we so much uh, run to push our teachers to do with an additional exposure for them. And then they are always excited to come back and share with their colleagues. And I know each year, this is now the third year we've sent someone through the academy. And I know each year I have multiple teachers who are interested and want to participate. And so for us, it's another way to offer that development, but also offer development that's aligned to the needs of the school and the needs of our students. And I know as we move into talking about your leadership team, that a lot of the teachers who have participated in TACE are part of your leadership team. So we'd love to hear about your experience involving an entire leadership team in the building as a school of character. So as the principal, this work is not solely your responsibility. And what does that look like at Nance to have a team lead this work? One of the strategic decisions that I made at first was expanding and giving as many people an opportunity to participate in that leadership team as possible. So rather than trying to be selective and say, I want one representative from each grade level or one representative from the support staff or one representative from special ed, I said, as many people who want to make the commitment and be a part of this journey can join. And so our, naturally, our numbers dwindled from the beginning when a lot of people wanted to be involved. And I think once they started to see that their voice was going to matter, um, they continued to participate and engage in the process. And so for me, it was about creating avenues for people to get involved rather than create barriers for that opportunity. So what I've seen over time is that when they know their voice is valued and they know that they're part of the decision making, it also eliminates this conflict between you know, oh, I see other people are making this decision or the principal's always making decisions and we're not uh, being consulted or being a part of it because there's this very easy structure to be a part of. You just have to be willing to come along with us and do the work. And so I know for us as a school, that's really had a transformational effect. We've also broadened that work and done the same things with our parents and with our, uh, with our students and our student advisory. We don't have sort of artificial caps or limitations on what engagement should or has to look like because we know that ultimately the more voices that are represented, the more opportunities uh, individuals have to be a part of the conversation, the more effective in the long run uh, our work is going to be and the better and more inclusive the outcomes will be. Yes, I know that team has remained really committed to using data and learning and growing to help your initiative grow and change as well. So that team has been really important. As the leader, I know that you consider it your responsibility to practice, model, and live the three critical success characteristics of a positive culture and climate, autonomy, belonging, and competence. So do you believe having a high-achieving school without those basic attributes is possible? 
I don't. Um, I think you have to have a balance and you have to have a sense of um, the importance of, of good character and values as part of what you do in the heart of your work. Um, without that, I don't think, I think the purpose of education is lost. I think you can, you can, if you want to specifically look at high achieving academics and you're going to look only at test scores, I think we know as educators that sometimes that's where the focus is. However, I like to remind my staff, like if we only teach kids how to read, but not how to be good people, that we that we fail. And so knowing that our children deserve the opportunity to not only be given high levels of instruction in their core subject areas and learn and have all these expanded you know, horizons around learning, we also need to teach them collaboration skills, how to be advocates for themselves, how to stand up for others, and how to be a really good stewards of um, the world that they will inherit. And so knowing that, it's really critical that we lean into giving kids that opportunity. And kids, if they don't have a school that they feel a sense of belonging with, or they don't feel like they are capable, we know kids shut down. And in these days, in terms of education, there's so many challenges that and barriers that sometimes get put up in, in obstacles for children. And so knowing that, it's really our responsibility to give them a forum, give them an avenue to do the things that they need to be able to have in order for this to be a long-term uh, success for them. So you really cannot have a high achieving school if you're thinking about that in terms of a big picture and like, what does it actually mean for our future? Can you talk just a little bit about autonomy, belonging, and competence for the adults in your building as well? So part of my leadership philosophy really is that you have to be able to support the adults as a principal, because if you don't, those are the people who are in front of your kids each and every day. As much as I can build relationships with them, if I don't model and give my teachers access to those values and a chance to demonstrate autonomy, help them build a sense of belonging, you know, affirm their competence in what they're doing, they won't do it for the kids that they serve. So as a building leader, my job is to make sure that they are you know, empowered in those ways, that I see them as individuals and I support them as a collective because they are the ones that are going to be modeling that behavior and modeling that. And I think really strongly that the temperature of your building is often controlled by the dynamics of the leader and like what is happening and what they value. And so knowing that, it's really incumbent on me to create that environment where the adults feel a strong sense of ownership to the outcomes that we have, but also really a belief in what is possible so that they can model that for the students that they have in their classrooms. I'd love to know what you would tell a fellow school administrator who might be suspicious of making character education a more equal partner to the academic part of school? What advice or uh, kind of guidance would you give on that? I think one way or another, you spend the time in your school culture one way, either you're either going to be triaging and dealing with problems and like trying to navigate crises and conflicts and issues, or you can put the time on the front end and really address what are some of the things that are at the root of the problems that often occur in schools and in school cultures. And so I would tell someone who's suspicious of it that you will spend the time one way or another. And so it's easy to chase really the flashy things that come across and develop and devise you know, really complex systems to motivate kids and extrinsic reward programs and all sorts of the different things that schools try to do. But if those are built on, you know, values that aren't really inherent in what the school does or in the staff and in the students, then they won't be successful and you'll spend the time doing the things that uh, you don't enjoy about your job. And so I would encourage leaders to think deeply about what it is that they got into the role to do. And I think likely most people get into the seat of a principal 
don't get into it because they only want to sit and do paperwork or they only want to sit and solve problems. They want to be able to create transformational experiences. And so when you lean into values, when you push this notion of a high moral character for our families and our students and our community, and you work together with all of those groups coming together, you find that the possibilities of what you can do are really um, amazing. And so I feel like in our setting and in our school, we've seen the um, the results of being able to do that. Our, our children are happier. Our families are happy with the work that we get. Our staff retention is higher. Those are the types of things that happen as a result of the work and when you really lean into values and make character a priority. You mentioned leaning in to your values. And I know that Nance has recently gone through a process of identifying what your core values are. Um, could you talk to us just a little bit about what you arrived on and how you all came together to come up with those core values? So our core values that we have are honesty, empathy, accountability, respect, and tenacity. And if you spell all those out, the first letter spells heart. And so one of the things that we talked about a lot as a, a school was we brainstormed ideas like what would an ideal uh, student that left our school, what types of attributes would they have? Like, what would that look like? We brainstormed that. We went and then took it deeper and we went and kind of started to articulate like, well, which types of, you know, the whole person with these different values aligned to. So we had lots of lists. Um, we went to our parents, we went to our kids, and we started to come up with some things and said, give us some definitions. We think we've settled on some things that we like. And we asked our families and our students to come up and help us define those. And what we really came to ultimately was with the alliteration of, of heart was we felt like that's what really makes our school unique anyway. Like if you come into the building, there's this sense of warmth, there's a sense of connection that really uh, is embodied by the word heart and, and a sense of, you know, really commitment to caring and, and really supporting children and the whole child. And so that was something that we said we felt like really represented our character, but also the values wrapped up within that. And so now the process of having gone through and really getting everybody on board, there's a really a sense of connection to those values. Students understand them. They understand the importance of them. We can have conversations in a way that before we weren't as able to because there wasn't as much of a shared buy-in on what we had. So that really has helped move us, I think, the furthest in the last uh, year or two around developing those values together collectively and coming up with some really strong definitions so that everybody has a shared idea of what it means and why it's important. I know that those values are now also guiding your building expectations for student behavior and things like that. But when you think about heart and the words that you mentioned that spell that out, your core values, how do those values influence how you live your own life as a principal? Really good question. I think you want to be as a leader and the principal, you want to be a model for what you expect to see from others. And so when I think about what those letters stand for in our core values, to me, I feel like they are things that I live by and sort of uh, and advocate for others to do. Uh, I think if you spent a day following me around the building, I think you would see me embodying those in different interactions with people and in the work and the decisions that I make. Uh, I also know we're not perfect. <laughs> we all make mistakes. And I think really the values for us and as a school, it has to be something that's aspirational as well. Like it's something that you don't reach and you check off and say, I'm honest, because we all know from time to time we slip up. You know, there's times when we should be more empathetic and we aren't. There's times when we should be more respectful and we aren't. And so knowing that, that values are not only foundations, they're aspirations. And so I think when I come to work, that's what I look to try to do and embody. I know there are days and times when I fall short, but I know that 
having that as a touchstone for our school helps me uh, to really stay focused on the why behind what we do, because we know that those things really help support our students and the work that we do with them. And when they see us engaged in that and in that reflectiveness, they will do the same. I love thinking about the values as both guiding what you're doing and aspirational so that we're constantly looking at ways to improve how to live those out. And I know that that's really a focus at Nance. And I have really enjoyed being a small part of the Nance Elementary Character Education journey, which extends back years before you were the principal and continuing now with you there. And at Character Plus, we feel really fortunate to help school communities and as a result, educators, staff, and students thrive. We also know that to achieve that level of implementation, those school communities must have leaders of character committed to the work who are people of character themselves. And Nance Elementary is indeed fortunate in that regard. Well, thank you so much. I think we have definitely, as you mentioned, some of the experiences that we've had with Character Plus, we've definitely benefited tremendously from the support that we've received from Character Plus. And I know that those are the types of opportunities and things that give us sustaining leadership um, not just at the principal level, because the principal is only part of that team, but to give everybody on our our team an opportunity to experience the development that they need to create a positive school environment where students thrive and teachers feel a sense of connection, but also where uh, a school that our community can be proud of. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. Thank you very much. What a wonderful opportunity it is to listen to two storied educators who love children. For 35 years, Character Plus has been a rolled up sleeve, side-by-side partner to thousands of school administrators in their pursuit of character cultures and climate excellence based on positive character education values. Today, you experienced one such leader in Dr. Archer and the school community he holds dear. Can you imagine how society would benefit if a similar conversation could be heard across all 115,000 plus schools in the United States. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Character Plus. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or working professional, you have a place here. We want to make a world where character is universal. Did you enjoy the conversation? Then please subscribe, leaving a rating or a review to help us spread the word. 